0: Hello, welcome back to the Mother Darling Podcast with Nathan and Omni.
1: Hey girl, hey.
0: How you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How you doing today?
0: We're doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Blank slate.
1: Blank. Today we're going to talk about health, baby.
0: Yeah, we're on this health grind. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, like I said earlier, this, this year is the year that I've... Exercise like the most mm-hmm. I think I have exercised This year or gone to the gym this year More than I have c- Combined in total in the past Right and it feels good it Feels like I'm doing something right for my body mm-hmm. I definitely See more progress ahead of me Right but I'm glad that I have you in my life Because you're like you're like an example You have you have a lot of things together You have full on regimen right. And it's that's That's something to, uh, I guess, I can look up to and make strides toward improving.
1: Right, and we can talk about now. My boyfriend calls it my robot things.
0: Your robot things? My robot things. What does he mean by that?
1: Well, i like, make a smoothie full of, like, acai, cacao, mecca, hemp seeds, like, all this different stuff.
0: So what is your reasoning for putting, like, mecca and cacao? Like, what are these things supposed to do?
1: I mean, it's just, like... All the stuff I read online about superfoods. Yeah.
0: So those are all superfoods. They're all superfoods. Like yeah. high
1: antioxidants and... Is I don't that what know. it
0: takes to classify something as a superfood? Is, is it like high in antioxidants? I have in the no way, no clue. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a certain criteria. Um, oh,
1: it's all marketing. Yeah, right. I'm sure it's all marketing. But the
0: avocado business goes up to these people. Like, girl, you got to get me in that superfood, baby. Yeah,
1: how much I got to? How much I got to pay the superfood lobby? <laughs> <laughs> but funny. no, I mean, I feel
0: the effect for sure. I just. Um, I mean, obviously, more fruits and vegetables in your diet. It's that simple. Like for a lot of people, it it's it's as simple as reducing the amount of sugar you're consuming. Totally. And that's sugar in sugary beverages. That's sugar in your little treats that you got. Right. That's reducing refined carbohydrates like white bread. Totally. Even some rice for some people. Right. And then incorporating a little bit more fruit and veg, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it could be it could be that simple.
1: Well, my health journey is like long winded and arduous. And I'm just glad that I got it all figured out by the time I was in my late 20s, because according to psychology, if you can get into good habits by the time you're in your late 20s, they're far easier to maintain for the rest of your life. Sure. Yeah. So So where did your whole journey start? I just was fucking fat and swimming in college. Like I was the fat kid on the swim team. Yeah.
0: So before, before you were in college and swimming in New Zealand, like right. you weren't really that conscious of like what you're doing, no. like I mean, in terms of eating and exercise. Right.
1: I mean, well, my junior year, I like, I just had a high metabolism. I was burning a lot. And my junior year, I was sexy. I was hot when I was 16, let me say. <laughs> and then my senior year, I just took a little bit of a break from swimming because academics were getting really tough. Mm-hmm. And I started eating how I normally ate And I got It did you in I, It did me in But I was never like the person that had like a six pack abs mm-hmm. type of thing Like I was always like one solid block ab <laughs> <laughs> It's more like a beer keg I guess <laughs> But um, no I think I just started making the conscious effort in college when I was like oh, wow, I really need to step it up. Mm-hmm. But then I went through definitely like a strange patch that I don't know if I would call it an eating disorder per se, but I would definitely say if I saw a doctor they would probably diagnose me with one, but I don't know. I just became like vigilante with food.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think that drive toward better nutrition and like maybe eating less and exercising more was um, – a result of you being around all of these guys in the locker room, like you said, who had like fabulous bodies and you felt like a little
1: insecure about it. They were all tens. Yeah. Like every single dude had a body that was a tan. (laughs) There were a few guys that weren't, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much of it was driven by what I look like in the locker room. I would say like, everyone's always like, what was it like being gay in a college locker room, Texas A&M of all places? Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, that gave me very little anxiety. What gave me anxiety was like undressing in front of other dudes looking so fucking fat. (laughs) (laughs) But I just decided one day, I was like, I don't know. I think I was 21. I was 20 or 21. And I was like, no, I want to be sexy for my 20s. -hmm. So I definitely, I don't know. I swung into a really, really unhealthy mental state when it came to food. Like, too much of the other way like if Mm -hmm. some people don't think enough about what they ate i thought
0: way too much about what i ate so what did that look like for you in terms of like diet like what were you eating and how much
1: i don't know if i was even calorie counting like just things that i thought were healthy but weren't i guess yeah so like like... soya sauce like how many people eat soy sauce every day and have no idea that it's like pretty bad for us Mm -hmm. right and like Just taking, making awareness of sugar. Like, it was sugar. Sugar is the devil. And, like, I remember doing five weeks no sweets when I was 21. And my body got red. Fast. Yeah. And I was really low energy for, like, the first two weeks. But I was just detoxing
0: from sugar. So, when you say no sweets, what does that mean? No
1: candy. I was, I was psycho. I didn't, even did no fruit. I was like, no fructose, no sucrose, no cookies, no extra pumps of whatever in my mocha from Starbucks.
0: So you look at, you evaluate everything that's going in and say, does this have a little bit of sugar in it? Right,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I cut out sugar completely. And you did that for five weeks? I did that for five
0: weeks. Do you feel like after those five weeks, you like binged back on sugar at all? Or do you think it was like a long lasting thing till now where you really like that, that initiated a big improvement for you?
1: It initiated a big improvement for me because I was really hyper aware of, of sweets mm-hmm. and like the amount of sugar and things. Cause when you cut out sugar for a month or over a month, when you start to eat normal food again, you really start to realize how overly sugarized everything f- is. Yeah. yeah. Baked beans, like even like, I know mean, it's a very English thing to eat, but we eat baked beans in New Zealand. Baked beans are full of sugar. Like mm-hmm. ketchup is full of sugar. Like there are just so many different things in our diet that we didn't realize. I never realized was full of sugar and actually was. Mm-hmm. And then I started having issues like digestive issues which i'm not sure what they came from i think i'm, I'm i think it came from like over douching or something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where my gut flora and balance came from
0: but girl yeah it was from that douching it
1: was from over douching <laughs> my boyfriend at the time would like never have sex with me so i would just douche and lay on the bed what and like not have sex
0: Why would you douche if you weren't gonna have sex Cause
1: I was anticipating that we would I'm a good oh. bottom you know like I don't want I mean I'm verse obviously but If I'm bottoming like I mean, Especially in that prepared. relationship yeah, I, It's not were... sexy to be like Hey baby let me just go like squeeze out some fats And shit from my hole before you sleep. You know like it's not sexy <laughs> Ideally you wanna be like good and ready to go But now at this stage of my life Like I think I just have found an Like easy way to maintain and like instead of having a whole pizza, I'll have
0: like a few slices of a pizza, Mm -hmm. you know, moderation with the, with the things that you know are not too good. Yeah. Yeah. So like, don't, this is what I used to do really bad. Like I would be pretty conscious of my eating, um, on a day to day basis. But then like I'd have one day out of the week where I would go and spend 40 bucks at Taco Bell and just like send it all back to point A because I (laughs) ate too much and too much nastiness. And that just causes this huge inflammatory response inside of your body. Right. And it's obvious because you're, now like liquid diarrhea yeah. <laughs> like it's awful it's awful i literally like i know when i'm eating terrible because my skin begins to crawl like right. my, the skin on my face has a reaction to what i eat yeah and like it literally begins to crawl and i don't know what it is but mm-hmm. it's just like this tingling sensation i'm like oh i know i'm eating like shit right now right
1: And that's the thing. Like, listen to your bodily responses. Yeah,
0: that's one thing people don't do enough of. No. You really have to, like, after you eat, after you exercise, even just daily practice. Take, Take 10 minutes three times a day to just check in with yourself. Be like, how's my skin feeling? How's my stomach? Right. Like, just... Take a mental note and say, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And then the next time you eat or the next time you go to the gym or whatever, do another note and be like, oh, that really does improve my feeling or like diminishes that feeling for me.
1: Right. Totally. Like focus on how you're feeling, like get in touch with your goddamn body. And if you have a headache, think, oh shit, what did I eat? Did I get enough sleep? Am I drinking enough water? Like don't go for the ibuprofen or the Advil or like Tylenol, like... Figure out your body. But I think, I don't know, the U.S. is really big on, like, Band-Aid fixes to, yeah, like, I, severe problems. I, I mean, you look at is. pharmaceuticals, right? Like, it's just, like, this this thing where, like, like for example, if you're old and you have high cholesterol, they just give you Lipitor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And then, like, you start not having boners anymore, and then you need Viagra, right? Yeah. But, like, guess who owns, like, both brands of medication, not brands, mm. but both medications is, like, Pfizer, right?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's, like,
1: they kind of go hand-in-hand, hand and it's just, like, the slap on without really yeah. thinking about the root cause of the issue. Well,
0: you know, like, as part of the pharmaceutical industry, like, right. I work there, and, like, obviously some of those medications are useful, but I think the problem is, is, like, there's not really an incentive for somebody to create a solution on the other end, you know? like. Right treating the disease you have an immediate like response you can like calculate that you can you can take data and be like okay so like if i give you this pill like it'll reduce your cholesterol etc but if you don't really have a good idea of what the problems you might have are in the future and you don't have a way to measure future problems at the moment then you don't really know what benefits you're getting so it's you have to sort of extrapolate all of this information from sick people and say, oh, they could have done this better and earlier on in their lives and then apply that to healthy people. And but there's no there's no like method for doing that. You know, like there's a whole vitamins industry, exercise, nutrition, all of that. But um yeah, it's just ad- adoption. Like people People don't adopt those practices they even don't. though they know they're good for them. Absolutely. it's. it's I don't think it's necessarily a farmer's fault or the government or what have right. you. It's, it's an individual person's responsibility. Totally.
1: Like, let me give you a really great example of my swimming coach in New Zealand. Uh, she had awful arthritis, like, mm. in her 60s. And she was, like, she went to the doctor and they gave her Tramadol, which is the equivalent of, New Ze- like, like, New Zealand's version of Vicodin. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, here, take this, like, Vicodin. You'll be fine. It'll get rid of your pain. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, this stuff is so toxic and bad for me. If I'm in my 60s and I have arthritis, what am I going to be like when I'm in my 90s? Because I intend to live until I'm 90. And um, she, being a very intelligent, smart woman, just looked up, like, Google, like, arthritis symptoms, how to, you know, prevent arthritis, how to minimize inflammation in the body and she just read up on all these foods that are anti-inflammatory and that's all she ever buys now.
0: Yeah, it's honestly as simple as that, you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff on Google that is bullshit but you know, try some things out totally and if it works for you great if it doesn't then try something else yeah your body's a little bit of an experiment be safe obviously yeah but it all comes down to mindfulness of your body yeah and experimenting a little bit with some potential you know solutions and figuring out what works for you what doesn't everybody's body is different you know with some the thing the things that work for me might not work for you and vice versa you have to you have to be conscious of your own decisions and if they're good or bad for you
1: yeah and she no longer has arthritis.
0: Well, good for her. She killed it.
1: <laughs> she is slaying the game, is going to live until she's 90 and probably won't have arthritis. And she's really good, like, with, with like, keeping very strictly on that.
0: Do you know but what she uh, did to s- help her out?
1: Yeah, she's, like, she gave up gluten. Oh, gluten. Gave up Gluten.
0: You know, that's interesting you say that because I've heard of some people who have some sort of arthritic immuno response. It's, it's an immu- immune response and it causes like some uh, arthritis sort of pain. It's not necessarily yeah. arthritis, it's like
1: rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah. But um, I sometimes, I, get I that. heard that a lot of people who cut out like, carbohydrates from their diet really benefit from that when they yeah. do so it goes to show that you know like you don't need all these shots and medications to help no. you out like you could just do a little change in your diet and whether it's less carbs or whether it's you know more carbs and some fruit or what have you right. like the concoction's different for everybody you got to figure it out yourself though
1: yeah just like take care of your macronutrients like get more protein and like figure out the pie chart do you need you know What do you need from fat? What do you need from carbohydrates? What do you need from, you know, protein? And then just figuring out what the golden ratio is for yourself.
0: Exactly, that's what it comes down to. Like, and that's hard though. That's really hard because it is.
1: You kind of have to track your food. You have to track your food, and you have to be consciously aware of everything you do and eat. But like my favorite, 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 like health practitioner is Chinese, and his name was Sun Samao. And I think he was in, like, I don't even know what century it was. It might have been, like, the 7th century. But he wrote all these amazing, amazing books uh, in Chinese and in Mandarin about basically, essentially summing it all up, the like, food being medicine. Mm -hmm. And I think all his books were mostly, like, You know, they say silly things, not silly things, but things that make sense. Like, don't drink ice-cold water because it takes longer for your body to digest it because your body has to heat the water up before it can actually absorb it.
0: What's his name again?
1: Sun Simao, S-U-N space S-I-M-A-O.
0: Okay, cool. I'll have to look up some of his books and maybe read a couple.
1: Yeah, he's legit. I mean, I think he has a, I look at China as well and I'm, I don't know. I guess there are a few fat Chinese people, but like, by and large, no, not really. Like, as
0: China becomes more, you know, developed and independent, Mm like, they, they, they're westernizing themselves essentially you know right um the, obviously they don't want to <laughs> uh, right. the government at least but i mean there's mcdonald's over there now there's kfc there's all these like terrible fast food That's my favorite goings. thing
1: about american culture is that even it the, goes it everywhere even the enemies have the fast food you know <laughs> yeah. like russia you can still get a big mac yeah. china still get
0: a big mac <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and all
1: those potatoes come
0: from Idaho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was reading about those potatoes. They're like football field, stadium sized, uh, like repositories for potatoes. Yeah, and they just spray these huge things full of like pesticides and shit. Yeah, and then they set them off to McDonald's where they cut them up and sell them to you. And I'm like. Girl, like, those it's french that, fries are dank, but, like, that's kind of toxic.
1: But it's that specific Idaho potato. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, like it's a crop. the same potato. It's the same potato, and um, I think it's Israel. Israel's the one of, like, the only countries in the world where you cannot plant a crop if it's not originally from, like, their land or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, this huge dispute about, like, McDonald's going to Israel and how they were going to, like... Get fries.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: I think they actually relented. I think McDonald's might have won that one, Mm. which is kind of. I mean, well, duh, capitalism, capitalism, right? (laughs) (laughs) You got Jews. You got capitalism. Bam. No, I'm (laughs) kidding. I love all my Jews. Oh, do we need to cut that? (laughs) (laughs) No. But Uh. it's just. I don't know. I think people need to be more aware and just make the choices to be healthier. Like, if you can go five days of clean eating, the day you have you like. By day six, if you grab that slice of pizza or you grab that whatever, you're going to feel it. And then you're going to really start to understand the damage.
0: Yeah, you'll understand the damage it does to your body. But at the same time, um, once you sort of adapt some healthier practices and really force your body into, um, I guess, that... That flow state, if you will, where, like, everything's aligning. You're com- you're figuring out what's going on with your body a little bit better. Having one day where you have, like, a meal that's awful isn't going to be terrible for you. Right. But it's the constant repetition of day after day after day of inflammation. Oh, yeah. That's, like, really making people sick.
1: Right. I'll eat a cookie as a treat, but I will not keep cookies in, like, the pantry. Yeah,
0: we won't keep, like, we won't keep sweets here. No. But, like, if we go out and, like, oh. There's a cookie here. Why not? Sure. I yeah. haven't, I've been good all week. I can, yeah. have, I can have one cookie.
1: Absolutely. And that's life. Like yeah. You're supposed to enjoy, enjoy it. Absolutely. And that's, I think, the thing that people really mistaken about me. I was talking to one guy, and he was like, how do you manage to look so good? And I was like, God, I don't know, dude, like balance to human microbiome. I got all my probiotics. I yeah. love feeling... Do you think that's old. probably
0: like the best thing you've done for yourself is really pay attention to your microbiome oh, and yeah. like replenish it with the right probiotics and yeah. everything? Because so- we
1: drink, like we drink a lot of alcohol and alcohol just kills probiotics, oh, yeah. right? And like, if you're going on a hard night of drinking, make sure you replenish your probiotics by the next day. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like, I don't know, just... Yeah, because even... Okay, listen, the Swiss... I love the Swiss, and I think the Swiss do a lot of things correctly. And one thing they do correctly is every time a doctor gives you a round of antibiotics, they'll give you probiotics to offset the antibiotics once Mm -hmm. you're done with the cycle. Yeah. So, they don't do that here. And I don't know why, but I think people should be a little bit more mindful of gut bacteria and just research it. I don't know. There's so much to talk about with that stuff, but really you're going to learn so much more if you dig deep yourself.
0: Yeah. And on a topical level, so like what are some what are a couple of things you do every day to like manage your health that other people could like adapt to pretty easily?
1: I don't drink coffee.
0: Okay. And why know. why don't you drink coffee?
1: It drains the body of magnesium. Okay. And magnesium is essential and crucial for like stomach digestion okay. like we need magnesium so like you have to think about stomach as like a muscle right like is it tense and sometimes when i drink coffee i feel like my stomach has just completely tensed up mm-hmm. like it's it's not it's like unable to unable it's wrong word it's unable to relax mm-hmm. and if you have a stress digestive system it's not going to to be able to absorb and digest all the nutrients from your food the way it should. So magnesium is responsible for like over 300 different bodily functions, but it's most important for digestion and health. And one cup of coffee can drain your entire body of magnesium and it takes days for magnesium to build up in your system. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people who suffer from anxiety could probably benefit from cutting back on the caffeine. I see that 100%. Cut back on the caffeine and boost up the magnesium. And like you will... I think for me, I strive to be in a state where my body is relaxed, but my mind is alert. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And... I bump up the magnesium. I mean, I take Plexus, which... I mean, y'all can look that up. Plexus-Triplex combo. It's amazing. I mean... That was the stuff that really was a game changer for me because it, like, at the cellular level, changes your gut chemistry so you can and will digest food. Mm-hmm. And when I used to eat gluten and get bloated and look terrible, that was my bodily reaction to, a like, imbalanced microbiome. Mm-hmm. And now I can eat gluten and I can eat dairy in, like, small doses and still be fine. But, yeah, it's just not good for you. Anything that's sticky that you think is going to stick to the walls of your stomach is, like, you should avoid.
0: An interesting thing you told me that really helped me was, like, pay attention to your poop. Yeah, right. (laughs) And it's so true because you can really tell a lot from it. Yeah. Like, when you are eating well and your body's digesting things well, it will come out very easily. And you will know you'll know like oh this is good yeah. like you can feel it it doesn't yeah. feel terrible like you don't have to work too hard like it's just nice and easy right and doesn't look crazy totally but like if you are in the wrong stuff it's gonna be sticky and yes. disgusting and it's liquid. not gonna come out it's not gonna come out not
1: all of it's gonna come out yeah. it's gonna like i hate that feeling of going to the bathroom and feeling like something is still stuck inside you yeah like and that's that only happens to me when I eat junk food mm-hmm.
0: with like non enough fiber.
1: Yeah,
0: but get yeah, your fiber. That's another important thing. The,
1: absolutely, and there have been research to show that like you can eat a high fat diet if you have enough fiber to digest it and like push it through. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean th- that was that's it. Magnesium, probiotics, and fiber will take you a really long way. I think that's yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent.
1: And like magnesium. Just for a word of advice, magnesium will loosen your stools if you eat it with food. So it's best to take it, like, 50% of your daily dosage in the morning, an hour before you eat, and then taking the other 50% two hours after your last meal before you go to bed.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. And that way you're not, like... You're not going to have diarrhea, basically. Because <laughs> if you take magnesium while you eat, you will have diarrhea. Because it loosens up the stomach, mm-hmm. right? And gets it ready to digest. Okay. So that's the idea of taking half in the morning and half at night, is that like the body's relaxed and ready to digest. And then afterwards, at the end of the day, the body can relax so you can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So just look at... like Think of magnesium as like a relaxation pill. Okay. Yeah. And fiber, obviously, is am- uh, amazingly important. Probiotics, I would say... Try to get the stuff that isn't refrigerated. Try to get like vacuum frozen probiotics because those are the type that can withstand the stomach acids and will actually get to the part of the gut they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of probiotics that are on the market these days don't even withstand the stomach acid before they just like completely burned (laughs) Mm -hmm. to oblivion. Yeah, And I would recommend to take those at night before bed or in the morning. Which, whichever
0: issue. works with your magnesium. You got to pay attention and figure out what works for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, look at your poop, y'all. <laughs> look at your poop. And like, we're so embarrassed by it. We're conditioned to just like flush it and feel ashamed of it. But like, that's another thing that Chinese people do It's big in Chinese culture is like people talk about their bowel movements all the time because that's like the biggest indicator of your health Mm. are you able to pass food easily or is it getting stuck and if it's getting stuck you should probably you know look into SIBO which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth and look into SIFO which is small intestinal fungal overgrowth which we all have I think and I believe and mm, to varying stages and different degrees
0: yeah yeah i've i've done a couple things that i think have helped me and um one of them is vitamin d right um i suffered from seasonal depression uh for quite some time since i was probably like a young teen Mm -hmm. and it was because i lived in michigan and uh during the winter I would get super depressed because there was like no sun. Right. And, but then, you know, summer comes around and I feel like a freaking rock star. Leo came out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but taking vitamin three, our vitamin D three, um, consistently throughout the year has really stabilized my mood even right. in um, the colder seasons. Yeah. Um, so I think that could help. And I know Dr. Rhonda Patrick said that like half the population is vitamin D deficient. So right. that's something you definitely want to like, you know, look into um, because Dr. it regulates, it regulates a lot of uh, things going on inside of your body. Yeah. Um, we need sun. Yeah, totally. We and We don't like, get enough of it. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. And I know like you'd have to be crazy to tell me that like you like, I don't know, someone something's very wrong with a person if they step out into sun and feel miserable. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the sun yeah. just brings everybody to life. Yeah, I, totally. I like I don't know,
0: but Don Durant, Doctor Rhonda Patrick, we stand. Yeah, if you guys don't know her, go look her up on YouTube or foundmyfitness.com. Uh, she's super smart and has a lot of really good recommendations. Um, the other thing that um I do is take uh fish oil. Yeah. Um, and I, I noticed that when I moved out here into the San Francisco Bay area, um, obviously I started smoking a hell of a lot more weed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I think that was sort of caused an initial, like, sort of like cognitive decline. Uh huh. And I was sort of concerned because like my memory wasn't doing too high. Right. And I was like, what's up with this? And I like, obviously I think I'd attribute it to like smoking so much, but to really like, um, get myself like, back up to par with where I feel comfortable in terms of, like, um, um, like mental performance. Right. I started taking fish oil, mm-hmm. omega-3. Right. Um, and I take DHA, which is specifically... Um, For like uh, Your cognition Because it goes across Like the blood brain barrier Really easily Right It's so
1: good for like memory Yeah
0: And I've noticed that I've That's definitely improved A lot for me Yeah uh, Besides just feeling like Mentally pretty well Yeah so I think those are two things that I've done that have really helped me out, and yeah. I know that like scientifically at least, they're pretty backed up with research to show that like it works. It, it works Oh hard. no, it
1: totally works. I remember when I would run out of fish oil at Phil's, and Phil's is the type of place where like you got to have a really great memory because like you're just remembering drinks. We don't write anything down. Yeah. The days when I did not take fish oil, I felt it. Like I felt my memory lapsing. I felt foggy, I was forgetting things, and yeah, man, fish oil. Fish oil fixed, I don't want to say it fixed that, but I noticed a drastic difference in the omegas. Yeah, it when improves. I like, yeah. For sure. But I get my omegas from flax seeds these days. Okay. Flax seeds and hemp seeds. Um, But I mean, I may probably go back to fish oil. I mean, it's the trifecta, really. If you can get all of them, you're going to do damn well. Yeah. But you'll notice it I think everyone notices, I don't know, people need to start noticing, I guess. And, like, don't expect instant results. Like, it's going to take your body at least a month of consistent use of these products to actually see, oh, wow, my skin's improving. Oh, wow, my hair's looking thicker. Oh, wow, like, I have more energy and my mental ability has
0: stepped up. Yeah, so give yourself time. Give yourself be, time. Be, be present. Be aware of yourself. Yeah. Um. And don't crucify yourself if you fuck up. Like, if you
1: decide you want to have, a like, a pizza or whatever, have the fucking pizza. And don't feel bad. Just, like, listen to your body and understand the process of what it's going through. And, like, feel that pizza. Like, feel it. And be like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, my pores are sweating <sighs> cheese now. And there I don't want to do this every day. Right. And, like, I... Like, I think a big mistake people make is the moment they trip up, they really trip up. They're like, well, I had pizza today, so I may as well have cookies because I'm such a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, I do that sometimes. No, yeah, and and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, don't, you know, don't binge and, like, eat a shit ton. Like, you know, if you're going to go to KFC, have a three-piece pack. Or you go to Popeye's, have a three-piece pack and a biscuit, and you'll be good. <laughs> you know, like, that's enough. But you don't need to eat a whole damn fried chicken. Yeah to get your fried chicken fix because yeah. you're just going to make yourself sick but yeah quality foods over quantity foods i think like fill your body up with good, good... shit yeah and you'll start shitting good you'll start feeling <laughs> good you'll sleep better you'll wake up not feeling groggy like that's the best feeling when you wake up refreshed ready for your day yep and I feel that way every, most days. Some days I don't if I haven't gotten enough water
0: or sleep, but
1: yeah, I rarely have bad days. And I put that down to diet.
0: Advice from Omni for now.
1: Advice. And like, oh gosh, lastly, I it like it's my last parting thought on it all. Like, if you can't, you know, for me, it's health. Like, this is how I get the best and the most out of my body. The fact that I look, you know, I think pretty good doesn't... It doesn't motivate me. You have to work from, like, a place of health. And I think you'll be more successful if you work from a place of health than you do, like, wanting to look a certain type of way.
0: That's great parting advice. Yeah. My parting advice is to go follow us on YouTube. (laughs) 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 <laughs> go subscribe to our channel Amini and Nathan we have a, an Instagram at Mother Darling TV Amini has his Instagram at Amini Finua. you guys can interact with us on there if you made it to the end of the podcast you're our number one fan we love you, we love you. send us some messages on YouTube or Instagram uh, send us questions uh, we like interacting with you guys so until then